Hello and welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic podcast. I'm your host Chris Gallagher, a returning 90 Minute Cynic. We've had a couple of weeks off, but we're we're back on board. We got we're cooking with gas, and uh, we're ready to to do podcast stuff. Um, we're starting with a fresh faced, fresh faced Brian McManus. Hi, Christopher. How are you? I'm very good. How are you, Brian? Feeling I'm feeling tickety boo. Absolutely top of the world. I haven't felt better on a Monday evening in a long time. Uh, you've got a hangover? I have a dreadful hangover, yes. So we will uh, use kid gloves on you, and by that, that I mean finger your anus. Um, <laughs> I'm assuming that's getting cut. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to have time to cut that out. Um, yeah, so there's the thing. I do um, need hugs and stuff, but I'll probably draw the line there. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I wish I could cut it out, but wait, what? Uh, Keith, Hardy. Evening. Ginty. Gintington Steel, all that stuff. Uh, we'll get into that later on. Uh, so it's good to be, good to be back, guys. Um, so I don't, I don't think we've had, the three of us have been on a podcast together first, so this is a new perspective. Totally new perspective. Yep. Um, looking forward to it. I'm going to start really quickly off the bat. Uh, Celtic's new strip uh, was released today. Was it released today or it was shown today? I don't know if it's available to buy yet. No, because I get an email from them saying pre-order now and their usual. Marketing right. stuff. Uh, it's black with gold trim. With gold trim, which we've seen, you know, recently. When was the last time we had a black? Oh, it was like two thousand. Two thousand was it? Two, I think yeah. it was. I was looking at that. Was the last one? Right. Okay. Thanks. In fact, you not have notes on it. <laughs> no, uh, no. Keith's got notes on everything. Um, Under your sweatpants. <laughs> uh, Brian's also uh, went outside. Wearing these are proper. These are good wearing out joggy bottoms. Are they leg Thank warmers nice. you've got on at the bottom as well? Yeah. It's fluorescent uh, pink. It's disgusting. I do have pink socks on. It's um, just a quick. See when you're getting dressed when you're really f- not feeling right. You, you don't care. Okay, it's two minutes in and we went completely off topic. Yeah, but Though to be fair, like, what are your guys' excuses? Like, um, I'm in my house. Yeah, so but I, I mean, wear, even that, you could you have guests. You could have made an effort. I'm wearing fake Barcelona shorts, a plain t-shirt, and a the guy with the polo guy. Is that a real polo that's, guy? That's real, yeah. Is it? I think so, well, yeah. Done. Well, unless my mum got it from Paddy's Bar or something. Yeah. Probably did. Um, but yeah, actually... <laughs> I used to have Barcelona, do you not? I don't like Barcelona. Um, these are Chris Bouds. I stole them for the gym. But just a quick shout out to... This is... We've, we're all over the fucking place. Happy <laughs> <laughs> new season. Yeah, yeah. happy new season. A bit of ring rust. Uh, but just want to say thank you to Keith's mum. She brought some tablet. Shout out. And happy birthday to Keith's dad, 65. Yep. Yep. Um, good stuff. Anyway, Celtic strip. It's black with grey gold trim. Yeah. Um, what do we think of it? I'm not too fussed about it. It's a bit... The reason I bring it up is because people genuinely seem to be quite vocal about it. Now, I don't buy strips anymore. I've not bought a... I don't. I've not bought a football strip in quite a while. I just. I used to buy every single Celtic strip. I'm sure, like most of us, every single Celtic strip every every season, usually the home and the away top. Um, every Juventus strip. That every Juventus out. strip that ever came out. Italian strip. Um, my, my point. The point is, um, I, I, the Celtic home strip hoops, green and white. Get that done. Fine. The away strip. It's up to inter- it's interpretation for me. My favourite one was the black and green stripes, the Nakamura Van Vinegar Hesling when we scored against Manchester United at Old Trafford. Probably my favourite away strip, possibly ever. Um, I like a green and black variation. I like a black away strip, but I like it with the green because there was also a, a one we did 
probably around about Andy Payton time. Okay. Oh, where yeah, it was black yeah. with a green stripe with a slight black pinstripe through it. Burnley legend Andy Payton. Yep. Um, great stuff. Keith, you have kind of thoughts on it? I'm not a fan of uh, New Balance. I don't like their, their strips. They just look like the cheap fake ones that you would get in the holidays in the Far East or something like that. Pretty much like his hoodie. Uh, <laughs> shut up. Um, shut up. Brian. Did you ever used to go to Celtic Park at queue up at midnight to get the new tops whenever they were released? Um, no. no. Oh. <laughs> Never that N- Neither did I, uh, my dad then, no. <laughs> uh, I, I was in a queue for when the Dreamcast first came out, the Sega Dreamcast, I was in a queue at that midnight. It's the only time I've done a midnight thing. Were you aware of what you were queuing up for? Uh, or yes. did you see a big group of people thought, I'm going to join that? Well, Is that I, sort of thing you would do? I uh, pre-ordered it, I put in my N64 and my 20 games and got a Dreamcast, uh, which I regret now. Anyway, um, again, we've yeah. off <laughs> topic. What's uh, your favourite games, so <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, so, uh, videogames.com. Now, so, with, with the new topic, there, is, there seems to be a sort of split, split with the fans in terms of the importance of it. Personally, as long as the home top is green and white hoops and I like it, then the way top, you know, can have a little bit of artistic flair with that one. They tend to be black or, I like the yellow away tops, I quite like, well, if it's some nice ones with them, the, the one yellow with the, the green the, shorts. The Seville one? Yeah. That, that was nice. That's that. the best yellow one I think we've had, because we've had a couple of ones and they've looked quite cheap, I think the season before that, I always remember the one that you famously, in my mind, is useful Haran, there was a couple that had a poster. And it was the season before. It was just the yellow one. And the, that yellow one looked really cheap. Aye. But the Seville one, I thought, was great. Do you remember the yellow one way back with kind of green arrow type things on it? That reminds me of Tony Shepard for some reason. Oh, it was like Aye. it was like fl- almost fluorescent yellow. No, Not fluorescent. that wasn't when people sponsored. This, it might it? have been run about that time. It was yellow, and it was like kind of arrows, like green. Type no, I think things. I know. I think I know the one you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, I like a white top. Uh, yeah, the white one we had two thousand and three or four. Uh, I've got that with Fernandez twelve in the we back. We should do a poll on so your preference, white yeah, or black. Tweet, tweet us in. Tweet us uh, at ninety minutes cynic. Uh, your favourite um, Celtic away top or your favourite away top in general, or or if you've got expectations of what you think a Celtic away top should be like. Do you guys have expectations of what an away top should be like? Or because as I said, I don't particularly care as long as it as long as the whole one's good. Um. No, no, past it. They just kind of regurgitate. It's all very similar styles. I mean, this black one just now is very, very similar to very derivative of ones that we've had in the past. Yeah. Um, I think it was Kieran Caw tweeted about uh, New Balance like to do kind of regurgitate uh, kind of old sort of designs. So check out his Twitter feed. He's got a well, last year's was tremendous. The green one with the white pinstripe, loved it because that was a what nineteen eighty two, eighty three away top. Green one with a white pinstripe. I can't even um, It was stunning. Really nice top. Yeah, was it dark green? Just full dark green strip. Oh, yeah. yeah no. no, I wasn't a fan of that one. <sighs> no, no taste. No taste. Um, but yeah, I mean, what do you think of the, the home top, actually? It looks good, my wee boy, but I'm not a big, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of them. No, I, 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 New Balance just... I'd love, to, I'd love us to get... Um, I like Nike strips, but... Um, Quite fancy Adidas. With the, yeah. uh, their, their Euro strips are quite nice. I do like the kind of stri- three stripes on the shoulders. I think that's quite cool. Like the, the Argentine I'm on like your the chest. German one with them under the the oak stuffs going nah, down the I side. That. The new fire on top with that that style as well. It's got the three stripes down the side. Uh, Tremendous. You, you're going to be what? You're going to be our Dutch 
uh, correspondent, you and Chapters this season. Uh, he's gave up on it. Because... It's shit. Because <laughs> Ajax didn't win the league, I think, you know, he's just an absolute glory hunter. So, I don't know what he'll do now. You, you like Feyenoord because uh, Gabba? Yes. Is that a thing? Because of Paul Elstack when I was 15, 16, yeah. Did Dad say a thing right about... Gabba, yeah. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Rotterdam, yeah, love it. Great stuff. Uh, talking of... Okay, so we'll come back to Celtic because we've got stuff to talk about in terms of... The Rogers Revolution. Um, Euro 2016, Brian, you are upset. And tell us why you're upset. I'm depressed because, uh, yeah, Iceland are out. My, my second team. In fact, they're probably my first team. I prefer them on Scotland these days. Um, no wonder. <laughs> Scotland are garbage. But I've enjoyed the journey since I started to kind of realise what they were doing in, what, 2013? Well, in, in, all, in all fairness, what just I to say, clarify that for Alec McDee, who was slagging me for trying to be hip earlier on. Yeah, um, just to, to to make a point though, 2012, I think it was, you started covering obscure football matches for the Cynic, and uh, they That's were actually, right. they were actually really quite popular. So you would pick a Lithuanian match or a Latvian match, or you know, um, Albanian Albanian league Albanian, was good. Oh, you're a big Albanian fan, right into the Albanian <laughs> league. <laughs> Um, but you did, and there was a couple of times you did kind of pick up on an Iceland, uh, Icelandic team, Norwegian teams. Um, I, I, do you know what? See, looking back on that, I wonder if you covered Strong Gods did. I don't know. I basically picked games in Europe that I could get the most puns out of. That's yeah. that's what I based that on. It really was. But I then mean, I had to actually sit and study the teams and the leagues and all that. So it was quite an in-depth yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah it's good. But no, it was cool. And then obviously that led to you kind of liking Iceland. Yeah, but then I kind of read the story about what they were doing in terms of trying to develop players and actually had a, a system and investing in their, their football and their coaches um, making sure they're all properly licensed and it was all just, the pitches in all the towns yeah but, yeah so they and you could see they were building something and they were so close to qualifying for the Brazil World Cup and just missed out in a playoff to Croatia yeah um, Celtic had also played a couple of Icelandic teams and Champions League qualifiers and um, I built up quite an Icelandic following on Twitter for some reason, um, which was great. So it's I've been to Reykjavik once as well, so it's pretty much my second home. <laughs> <laughs> you went from just admiring a thing to <laughs> yeah. you know going for um, citizenship. Um, yeah. See what I would say is what I found, and we we're kind of going to cut touch on Euro two thousand and sixteen. We had a, a preview podcast um, a couple of weeks ago. So we didn't cover all the groups, but the reason we didn't do another one was I don't necessarily think there was that big an appetite for a second podcast. Um, from an overall point, before I give my overall opinion, and I'll get your guys' opinions on not only the, the tournament as a whole, but certain other aspects of it, the thing that I found genuinely fucking humiliating from from an ITV perspective was watching the England-Iceland game and Glenn Hoddle saying that... Iceland are a throwback to 80s football, um, and he made some really disparaging comments. Now, this is, as Brian says, this is a country that had, um, they thought to themselves, okay, we need to develop a plan to get to a major tournament. They sat down, they brought in, is it Lars Lagerback, former Swedish manager Lars Lagerback, and he's now co, well, he's stepping down now um, so that the, the national manager can take over. But they devised a plan, as Brian, I think they've got, is it like uh, every town? I think you were mentioning it, Keith. Like every single town, they've got like basically um, is it a three G pitch or something. Three G like pitch. It's like, like Tory Glen. Like Tory Glen. Basically, yeah. they've got one in uh, Tory Glen, um, 
it's phenomenal. Um, and for him to be like, ah, oh, they're a throwback and they're tiny and just so disparaging and so disrespectful and that really fucking just... Glenn Hoddle is now probably going to be the England manager they're looking at. Seriously? Well, that's there's Jeez. big rumours that you know the, he's already spoke to the FA. First question I would ask Glenn Hoddle is, do you stick by your statements from 1998? <laughs> because, you know, what's changed? Um, but that's a different... What are you going to do? Anyway, Euro 2016. Keith, thoughts on the tournament as a whole so far? Just continuing about Iceland. The, yeah, the media were absolutely terrible in the run-up to that game. They were talking about how, how small Iceland was. Was it 300,000 people? Leicester was the, the big comparison. Uh, Croydon is the one they kept going on about on the radio. Um, and how the English players were just going to run right. They were going to run over the top of them. Um, but the thing that I loved when I was watching them was how the Icelandic players would take the ball in uh, tough situations. They weren't hiding from the ball. They would get it. They would hold it up. Someone would move. They'd make the pass. Um, they weren't just... They were great with their long throws. That was that was their trademark. It's almost a throwback. Oh shit, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> but they were brilliant at that. But they also had guys that were comfortable in the ball. They could yeah. take it and they could control it, move it on. They weren't as fast as pacey, as skillful or creative as the other teams. But they knew what they could do, and they were a, they were an excellent team. But excellent team. But even when they went what four 0 down to France at half time. You genuinely are thinking to yourself, this could be a cricket score, this could be ridiculous. But they never gave up. They really hustle loyalty and respect the old uh, John Cena attributes. <laughs> and, uh, but no, really good for them. And I think uh, that sounded condescending when I said good for them. What I mean is, it's they don't have a lot of... Uh, don't have a lot of players to choose from. It is a small nation, but they show... And it, I've said this on Twitter quite a lot this week. It, it sh- actually it embarrasses Gordon Strachan. And what Gordon Strachan's been saying... No, I am. I know you guys maybe aren't, but I am still like a massive Scotland fan. Um, it negates everything he said. We don't have a star striker. We don't have... You know, everybody's got somebody. You know, Sweden have got Ibrahimovic. Wales have got Bale. It's like, well, who do... What, they've got Gilfie Sigurdsson, um, who took him along as a great player, but you would hardly put him in the bracket of a superstar. Snodgrass is better than Sigurdsson. Well, that's it. They, Maloney's they don't, better than Sigurdsson. It's, they do have some really good individuals, and they all play at... <clears throat> sorry... Decent, decent. I mean, you've got players in the Bundesliga. You've players who have played in La Liga. Um, you've got Johnson, obviously. Even the um, championships are decent yeah. standard. I mean, they've played. Yeah. Uh, uh, they're playing throughout Europe. So, I mean, people were tweeting, "Oh, England have lost the part timers and all this," and it's like, no, yeah. that's not true. And that's the thing they have developed this, and it, it was great to hear where they were getting slagged for being this, you know, kind of 80s style team or they didn't know how to play football and it was all about defending and, you know, hitting on the counter-attack and it wasn't. They have they have a style of play but they're also, as Keith said, very comfortable on the ball, you know, they, they don't shy away. Um, and last night, one of the reasons, other than being drunk, when France went a couple of goals up and I put a bet on Iceland to win was because, and I think the World Cup qualifiers, they were 3 or 4 now down to Switzerland Um and came back to draw, so they do have a like a never say die attitude. Yeah, um, I mean it's funny though, like you know the Italians cultivated the Catanaccio style, like you know defensive and then turning that into attack and stuff, and that's pretty much what Iceland did. But because it's Iceland, that they don't necessarily have a sort of tradition of you know you know football and tradition. Because I mean the, the Italians, kind of moving on a little bit. The Italians, I'm gutted for them being out. I thought they were the best team of the tournament. Um, they looked the most, uh, you know, I, I thought they were composed, I thought 
Bonucci, Borzali, um, Chiellini, just pretty much the, one of the best defensive threes ever. <laughs> That's the thing, though. They went for three at the back, though. They had their own set style that Conte is... Cultivated uh, really well. Yeah. And it, it looked brilliant. The players that were willing to work for the team, they were running all over the place. Um, England just didn't have that. They didn't have a set style coming into the tournament. And it was great to see them fail so dramatically. That's really rude. <laughs> I know lots of English people, and I think they're all great. And I'm cutting that. I love England. Yeah, but it is great. Just celebrating like the Welsh team, well. <laughs> <laughs> That's thing though. Like you know, the Welsh teams obviously they leak that on purpose as well, right? Which is genius. But it's like, uh, is has it just got to the point where you can't do anything? You can't, there's no fun anymore. It's the rivals. The rivals have been put out. Of course, they're going to celebrate. Totally, but the, you you enjoy the the English journey more than anything because actually, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you listen to their commentators. Where I thought they actually did not too bad against Russia um, in the first game. And you're thinking, right, that's all right, but then you hear the commentators and they just completely put you off England, and you end up wanting them to lose severely to whoever they play. And like Iceland, I think there was comments at half time when they were losing. As to whether Joe Hart should be playing the quarterfinals against France, yeah, yeah, I so saw that sort of stuff. Where there's, I don't really mind the England team and those players in it. I quite quite like, but everything that goes with them, I, I just can't stand it. And I, I think that's the yeah. same for for most people here. Uh, you, you know, we, that's exactly. I think you've kind of nailed it. But I also think there's quite. Uh, they have this sort of idea of you know they're a football and superpower from an international perspective, but they've never really done anything. They won the '66 final. They probably should have. Should have got to the final in 1990, and if they had, they probably would have won it. Um, but they didn't, and that's football. I just I think the the their ideas of you know being a, a football powerhouse are not. They may well be. They've got. I mean, they they do have really good players, and you know that's it. Who else has impressed you, Keith? Um, I'd say France certainly have impressed. They've. I like what Deschamps done, where he's got a team that all work together. He's left out. Um, I think I said Trezeguet there, Benzema and Trezeguet uh, isn't in the squad just no, so you're aware got it. and Nasri as well who can bring a wee bit of disharmony to the, the squad Na- Nasri is an arsehole he's an absolute arsehole since he left the Arsenal he's just dead to me Yeah, Giroud's been good I've enjoyed watching him but Payet's just been the star of the show so far Giroud should have at least another six goals from the opportunities he squanders he Marek Robert uh, one of the cynics he you guys know is it in our WhatsApp group he just does not rate um, Giroud at all and I can see why because don't get me wrong he scored, he scored two yesterday but he scored two against a team that were kind of knackered on their feet and you know Iceland had really pushed as far as they could go he had so much space and time and like the first game the very first game of the tournament he squandered at least three big chances um, and France won that with a last minute goal you know Giroud I think Giroud I just think is a quite a frustrating player because uh, you know, if you give him three chances, he'll score one, and it will usually be a great finish. But the other two, I don't know. But then again, last night he did that wee back heel for uh, Griezmann. There's no doubt he's got qualities, though. Yeah, yeah. But there's no really been a, a striker that's just lit up the tournament. Um, top scorers, do you know? Have you got that down? Griezmann, Bale. four. Bale's Griezmann's four. Bale's three. Uh, Ronaldo, I think, maybe got three. I think so. Yeah, Ronaldo. Yeah. Um, Gareth Bale, who I picked as player of the tournament, pre-tournament, Christian, just leaving that there for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> who said Portugal? Who took, was that? 
the wolf. I think that was kind of crush wolf. They were actually my outside bit at the start of the tournament. I like dark horse. I didn't do the thing because I was um, just above that. That's nah, fine. Yeah. Above that. Um, but no, like uh, the, the Portugal were one of my dark horses, not because I think they're particularly good. Um, they're not because they're not. They've not won a game in ninety minutes nope. at this point, and I do think they they'll go extra time between. I think they'll. I could go to penalties potentially, um, but yeah, that's I mean, some great insight there. <laughs> just, just saying. But thanks. Continue. Anyway, staring so, contests uh, sound good <laughs> for a podcast. I think you can suck it. That's a bit that, tense here. Um, bye. So, I mean, from the perspective, who's been a standout player? What? I think this tournament's been pish. <laughs> I could I could try and cultivate it in a more oh well you know the standard blah, blah, blah. It's, I just don't think it's been very good I've been very very disappointed I mean the group games a lot of them were, were just I just going through the motions there wasn't really any uh, I can't really think of any that were the only standard the exciting game was uh, was it Hungary and Portugal Portugal three three yeah apart from that and they both went through anyway. anyway yeah mm-hmm. Portugal went through in third place without winning a game and they're in the semi final now. Um, and who was it? I think um, Albania won a game. Albania yep. won one of the games, so they had three points. Portugal had three points, but Portugal hadn't won a game. Albania had won a game, but Portugal still went through. It was just I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of weird. There was the has the fact that they've increased the teams, kind of diluted the the quality. Um, nah, I mean, because you've got somebody like Wales. Obviously, would Wales have. If I can't remember, what, Wales, Wales topped a group, didn't Wales they? Wales topped a group, so Wales um, would have been there anyway. Northern Ireland, they're saying that Northern Ireland's qualifying group was pretty poor. Um, Scotland had a qualifying group with Germany, Portugal and the Republic of Ireland. Yeah. It's Poland, not Portugal, but yeah. Sorry, Poland. Right. I apologize. Um, but I've enjoyed seeing the likes of Hungary and Albania because I've seen of Portugal loads of times. and So I, I have enjoyed that element to it, just the bit the games have been pish. The games have been just... just Poor standards. Um, the Italian, Italy, Spain game I enjoyed though. I'll, you know, there has been, don't get me wrong, there has been highlights. Italy um, were a real surprise because I think. Is Zaza's penalty the worst penalty you've ever seen in your life? Oof. It's the worst run up. <laughs> penalty, I've seen quite a few penalties that just get skied over the bar, but that, I don't know what that guy was thinking. What, what, what the hell was he thinking? It was like. It, I don't know. There was so many good gifts on Twitter about oh, it. It was mean? just really, really funny. But God knows what was going through his head. He's been linked with Chelsea. Um, Conte's worked with them before. Um, I think that would be silly. Yeah. <laughs> You're a UV fan. Do you rate him? No. No. Anytime I, I've seen him, he's seemed a donkey. He's got quality. Again, he's a guy who he's got quality. He's been playing for it. Playing, playing for you know yourself. Being a Celtic fan, it's the pressure. You can be a great player, and I'm not saying Zaza is a particularly great player, but. You can take a really good player and put him in a team. Like you can put him in Celtic, and he might not like Shifty. He's getting another chance. Oh, you need yeah. to you need to watch her. <laughs> the nice, the nice. Um, we'll get to him <laughs> in a moment. But um, who's going to win it, Brian? Germany, like I said at the start or before the start. Oh, you picked mm. the world champions to win the European <laughs> Champ. Wow, what a well, really what? no one else did. What a really. Um, but do you know what I would love Wales to win it would love it because I have enjoyed watching their games um, Portugal would be just horrendous if they get in the final it's just a travesty um, 
and you know France are France have been decent but you think Germany will just have that wee bit too much what about Griezmann floating in and out great finish though yeah I think he's been terrific um when I say that, what I mean is, I think he stepped up when he had to. Um, Republic game, obviously, France were toiling, but, you know, he does does a good... Yesterday, he was, you know, that finished the wee dink, Larson-esque. Um, it's taken a bit far, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was great. Um, any other kind of points? You've got some stats and some notes there. Um, just thinking... Stats? Just, would you make a... No, no stats. No stats. All oh, right, stats. good, good, good. This is just midnight ramblings of a madman last night. Um, what did you make a Joe Allen? Heavily linked with us, but with no chance, I don't think. Uh, 14 million, apparently, Liverpool are holding out. I think Joel Allen is a decent player. I don't think he's as good as everyone is making currently making out. I think he gives the ball away a lot. If you watch the Euros, I was talking to Dermot Coyle yesterday, if you actually look at the amount of times he gives the ball away in really dangerous positions, I think he's a good player. I just Firstly, I don't think he's worth 14 million. That price tag is going up because of the Euros and because they're in the same And it's, it's a pre- stupid premiership price tag. It's a stupid premiership price tag. Um, I think he's a good player um, would I take him for Celtic uh, yes. yes I would <laughs> no, I, I would but I, I don't think he's worth 10 million pounds frankly I don't think he's worth 8 million pounds I think he'd I think he'd add to our thing he's, I just think if you look at his overall game I think he does give the ball away in dangerous positions at times um, he's not the fastest don't necessarily have to be in that position um, but no I mean he's played with I mean th- I think Ramsey Laidley and, and Allen I think that's a Really, really, really. Good I think actually, team. Aaron Ramsey might be the standout of this tournament, and he's so missing the semi. Yeah, for I mean, I don't even think he get booked for a handball. That I don't even know if it was a handball. He get booked for his hair at the start of the tournament, and I think so because <laughs> Jesus, what's going on? But I think now? he has. I mean, Bale's obviously the superstar on that team, but I think Ramsey's been absolutely outstanding. He's got quite a few assists as well. I think he's the yeah. top for the assists. He's just been some, and he's he's not somebody I've really paid a hell of a lot of attention to in the the, the Premier League, but. I think he's just been brilliant. But that whole Wales team, everything they do together, they're just a really tight unit. Yeah. And you don't, I mean, that's the thing. You've seen it with, with Northern Ireland, Republic Ireland. You don't get that with Scotland. You don't feel there's a real t- togetherness in a in the Scotland team. Um, I believe Definitely Chris not in the England team, but... I believe Chris Commons. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And Charlie McGrew. Charlie McGrew? Yeah. yeah. Um, any other kind of points you want to bring up? No, I think that's us. Fantastic from uh, Buffon. Um, guys, just he, he's been a class above. Yeah. Yeah. Class. Going out and hugging the fans afterwards. Did you see him outside his hotel? He just went out. Big crowd of fans. Yeah. Give them big, massive hugs. God bless him. Great man. He could have saved a couple of penalties, mind you. But see, other than the, see, other than the fact he's a known right wing fascist. Other than that, <laughs> he is terrific. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, he's still probably the best goalkeeper in the world, and he's at coming to the end of his career. Um, Italy had the best goalkeeper, probably the best defenders, best midfielder. Hungary had the best goalkeeper trousers. Yes. Tremendous. Tremendous. Similar uh, how Brian's wearing the no, tonight. Bri- Brian's like wearing the skinny jeans version <laughs> of, of <laughs> jockeys. <laughs> Funny bits at the bottom as well. They're like hip skinny jeans um, and that guy had Bowd, Chris yeah. Bowd-esque trousers. I've been in Chris Bowd's house and I've seen the the joggies and the nightmares that they, um, they create. Um, they were proper Sunday morning amateur goalie joggies. 
that he they looked bogging even Aye, like see before <laughs> it was the same joggies he'd worn the previous game you see Aye. the mud stains in the knees you know when you wake up and after a, a night at like you know you're hung over and you're lying on your couch and you pull on some joggies and you wear them all day and Aye. Aye, no, and then you go and play in the Euros at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, favorite goal so far? Oh, favorite goal. Um, Paye early on, Griezmann without you think last night. Shakiri overhead kick. Peach. Yep. Technique was just second to none. Both Iceland goals against England. The Russian goal was terrific against England. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. All the goals against like England. Gareth Bale's free kick against Joe Hart. That was really good. That was great. Um, yeah. I mean, it was a terrible shot. But <laughs> it was hopeless. Jeez. That's the thing. I mean, how is Joe Hart, or surely after this, he can't be England's number one goalkeeper. He should never have been the number one goalkeeper because he's prone to so many mistakes. But Fraser Foster, I think, should be their number one. Just tuning in to, their, um, to the kind of arrogance you're saying, um, he said after the group stages, um, I mean, the thing is, I've, I've, I've had nothing to do in this tournament. Did he? That was like, he was, he was thinking, he's like, I've had nothing really to do in this tournament. And you're like, well, you, the, the only two things you had to do, you fucking didn't. You <laughs> yeah. conceded two goals that you shouldn't have been. But uh, Favourite goal, Brian? Have you got a favourite one? Um, I'll, I'll actually, before, I'll give you a second to think. Ronaldo's flick against Hungary was, nice. again... I missed that game, actually. It was one of the, probably the only game I've missed. Um, and it was the highest scoring until last night's. Um Goal, does a goal come to mind? Uh, Ireland game was great. I Robbie Brady excitement. at the end, that was... Oh, Ireland versus Italy. Italy, that was excellent. Just for, I mean, not necessarily for being a spectacular goal, but Iceland's goals were just amazing. <laughs> they were the ones I enjoyed and actually celebrated. The thing I would say about the, the Ireland one was that Wes Houlihan had been clean through and completely screwed it up, oh. but then, literally within the space of a minute, he completely mm-hmm. redeemed himself with that ball through for Brady, who had signed for Leicester. Has he? Has he? 12 to, f- 12 to 15 minute million was quoted. Um, great player though. Um, and and today's taking that a bit far. He was brilliant for Norwich last year, even though they went down. Um, Irish midfielder, get a light tender. Oh, that contradiction well. in one sentence. <laughs> no, you can be. You can have a really good season for a team that gets relegated. Ah, you could be a standout in a team hey, that's been hey, rotten. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Suck it. He was brilliant at the Euros. Your analysis is just off the chart tonight. <laughs> and your comebacks, witty repartee is just... Making squeaky oh. noises. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Um, what were your highlights of the Euros? If you've got any kind of highlights, this will be going out. Well, that, so if you're listening to this, it'll probably be Tuesday onwards. So we still have the semi-finals. And we still when are the semis? Actually? The semis are Wednesday and Thursday. In fact, give me predictions for the semis. Um, so the first one's Wales and Portugal. Portugal. I think it will go to extra time. I think Wales will get to the final. Boom. I hope they do. Which other one? Would be France versus Germany. Yeah. Germany, I'm what I'm thinking, but just the the home crowd behind France. um, I'll go for the Germans. The Germans. (laughs) And who wins the final? Uh, The Germans. The Germans. In 90 minutes. Uh, Brian, same questions for you. Uh, I think Wales will beat Portugal in 90 minutes and I think Germany, France will go to penalties and Germany will win it and Germany will win the final I just think that if Wales get to the final fucking why not like oh, do you know, know what I mean like anyone, anyone can win it and just think, I don't think they will get to the final though I think they'll lose quite heavily against Portugal I think so I mean there's nothing about heavily. this Portuguese team there's it's nothing about this any of these teams no I think I think it'll go to I think it'll possibly go to penalties and I think 
I think Wales might penalty shootout. Like, not bottle it, but not being in a penalty shootout. It's Aye, just totally. tough. Portugal, and my point is, Portugal have had penalty shootouts not in this tournament, let alone yeah. in the past. So yeah, um, but good luck to good luck to Wales. Love to see them get get through and, and, mm-hmm. and do it. Um, former Celtic player Joe Ledley, um, or the Shadow, as uh, myself and some man I used to call. Him. <laughs> Bet Louis loved that. Uh, okay, so that's the kind of covered the Euros. As I say, if you've got any kind of points you want to make about the Euros, uh, tweet us um, at Ninety Minute Cynic. Uh, Favorite strip. Other than Iceland away, obviously. Okay, I'll be wrapping up the, the strips this week. How's that going? Uh, how's yeah, I'm at the quarterfinals just now. I'll try and get that done tomorrow and we'll get the semis. But you're glad the you semis. started that. Uh. Oh, who's, in the, who's, in who's in the quarters? Who's in the quarters? In the quarters, you have just talk amongst yourselves for a moment, please. <laughs> um, so bang, your hair's looking terrific. Do, do, do. Is it? Yeah. yeah. No, never has. Would you make Belgium's hair? I think they had the worst hair. Their lineup against Nangalan is yeah. just, what's going on? Fellaini went blonde. Um, he's a terrible player for <laughs> Right, so the quarters we have Portugal versus Croatia Their kits Wales, Italy Germany, Ireland And France, Portugal Who beat Iceland? How can any That Iceland kit is, you, I know honestly, you use several accounts To <laughs> yeah. bump their score up there. See what email addresses I had to <laughs> yeah. set up I love Iceland At yeah. Iceland Brian at Iceland ISL. Uh, Cool uh, we got quite a lot of questions Which is great Um Thanks for everyone who tweeted. We'll get to them in a moment. Um, actually, do you know what? We'll start with this one just because it's quite relevant. Uh, Callum Mc- McCullough. Oh, told me how you say his McCullough. name. McCullough. Thank you, G-Man. Uh, Callum McCullough. Hi, Callum. Um, Joe Allen. Do you think we would ever pay the $8 million being quoted for him? Now, this is no way relevant. How is it not no way relevant? He's fourteen million. Yeah, because his price is almost doubled. Well, that, that's deal. that's not being confirmed. That's just that's rumours, right? Your club said it today. Oh, did they? Yeah. Can they you show me online where he showed you? Yeah. Shit, can you? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my Icelandic pals emailed <laughs> it to me. Um, okay, well, let's just let's say it, is, it was eight million. I think. What, no, I think Swansea bid the eight million, and it was rejected. rejected yeah. Um, I think the point that Callum is is overall making is: Do you think we'll be able to pay that sort of with with Brendan Rodgers coming in, and you know, there's talk that the wage bill's going to maybe you know the top wage earners going to kind of change. Do you but think I, the top that would pay for someone maybe four million? I don't, I don't know. It's going I, too much higher than that. I would. I genuinely think Celtic are ready to do a a proper marquee signing this year. I mean, Dembele's incredible signing. We'll get to that in a minute because yeah. wow. But a, a proper like yeah, not necessarily a Joe Allen, but you know, somebody that again we will just go. Well, we're we're really making a statement here. I mean, because we've got. I mean, as, as overjoyed we all are with Brendan Rodgers, I don't think we can underestimate just how incredible an appointment that is. And they must be ready to do something. I mean, Rogers for all his focus and development and bringing through young players is great, but he's going to need something there, uh, whether it's a star striker or I think there was talk today. Is it Stephen Colker from yeah somewhere? Yeah, Cardiff. He is. Cardiff could be. Uh, right. We can talk about him in a moment. I've got um, some comments on that. And um, Brian, uh, do you think uh, if? Basically, if we approached Liverpool and they said eight million, do you think we'd pay that? If it was, if we they said we will, if Celtic want, we don't want them to stay in the Premiership. We don't want them to come back to haunt us, which some clubs do. We will give him to you for eight million quid if you can agree personal terms. Do you think Celtic would pay that? Yes, one off, 
to really establish the Rogers revolution? Yes, I do. Keith, same question. No, I, I don't see it because it would totally mess up the wage structure. You'd have players who they'd think they're equally as important as Joe Allen going in looking for a wage rise and eight million. I, I think it's a bit much. At the most, I could see maybe a five million, six million pound signing, but. Scott Brown's your top wage earner just now, isn't it? Yeah, 20-25, supposedly, he's getting. Um, in, in terms of paying money, that much money, if we had 8 million quid to spend, I would spend it in a centre-half. That's the difference, though. It's whether I think we should spend 8 million on Joe Allen. That's a different argument, because I, I would like to spend, if we are going to spend that sort of money. I think we need Joe Allen. <clears throat> It depends on Scott Brown, I think. So yes, we need Joe Allen because um, as much as Brown's going to recover, I, th- I he came on yesterday. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, he's I, only thirty-one. He's just turning just thirty-one. Turned, yeah. But Joe Allen's just much more energetic, and he's got that. And Rogers knows him. He knows his qualities. Um, yeah, I think he would be great for us. But I also think we're desperate for a centre half. Um. um is Joe Allen the type of player that we need, though? No. Sir Manny's been talking about it. We need somebody that's a bit of an enforcer in the midfield. I think Scott Allen could... And I'm not comparing Scott Allen and Joe Allen, right? What what They've I think... They've got similar names. Sorry. So, um, I think... <laughs> I don't think we're going to get. I don't think we're going to get Joe Allen, right? If Samani makes a good point. Uh, we and this is going to seem lame by saying this, but we don't have steel in the midfield the way we probably do need, especially with Europe. Um, but I don't want just a thug in midfield. I want someone who is tough but can pass the ball. I want Scott Brown if he can pass. Do you want Joe Allen? Joe Allen's not nothing like Scott no. Brown. He doesn't yeah, tack. <laughs> Look at the eyes. He does the eyes thing when he knows. Yeah, he is. The long... <laughs> the, yeah, the, the He's long, in that middle the bit long, he runs about. The long blink, I call it. <laughs> it's the same. Um, but no, I, 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 I think we need a midfielder who's actually going to... Like Wanyama. Yeah, we need exactly. A, somebody who's going to dominate. That's yeah, it. because yeah. your man bit on... He can't tackle, and when he does tackle, he usually gets sent off, or should be getting sent off for it for the stuff he's doing. Um, I watched, so we've had two games so far. Have you seen any of the games, Keith? Caught most of the second half of the Celtic game, which was the, the first game. The first game. Um, so I caught the first half of that game, um, and then the first half of that game, it was very much a preseason match. It was very much a. Players playing at position in a, in a lot of ways. Kier, um, Ayer, sorry, playing at centre half, which we think is maybe where they're, according to Christian. Um, it's an excellent translation. Yep, his excellent translation that, mm, I wonder where that ended up. <laughs> um, hello, STV. Hello, STV. We're watching you. <laughs> um, but so, what Christian was saying when he was kind of uh, talking about um, what Ronnie was saying was that Ayer. I know we all we all glance up to the man on the wall. Um, Ayer looks to be a centre half. He looks tall. Um, he is tall. <laughs> he looks tall. It's just perspective. Yeah, exactly. He's standing quite close. Far away. <laughs> um, he, he's he is very tall. He's very physical, but he looks like he can read the game really well. Now, being a defensive midfielder, you, you, that would be one of the attributes anyway. Um, so he might slot in with Sviachenko for the qualifiers. 
just on the basis of we don't have anyone else we'll right now. FA. We'll get to FA in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what did you make of the second half? Because the second half was a lot more energy. Um, yeah, it was. It was good to see players just getting that that run out. Um, it was just a pre-season game. There wasn't much excitement. That you see, there's more intensity. Um, we seem to be pressing higher. We seem to be trying to get the ball moving a lot quicker than we have done previously. Yeah, um, when we weren't playing. Yeah, and the <laughs> the passing seems to be they're trying to get the wee killer pass through, um, involve the the front three a wee bit more. But it's just the first game. There's nothing that we can read too much into it. I think this is just a chance for uh, Brendan Rodgers to have a look at the squad, assess the squad, see who we're going to keep, because we do need a massive cull of that squad, um, and give the players a chance to, to prove themselves. Yeah, um, I think, uh, we wa- I'd say I watched the first kind of half, and in the first half it was a very... Um, it was it was a team that you hadn't really played together. Um, in fact, I'm just trying to get pull up the actual team. Well, some of the players that we had on was uh, Ralston. Did Ralston, he yeah, start? he got um, started. Um, he, he he came on for the second half of yesterday's game as well. It was a young centre half that got McCart, McCart, and uh, he played well. Um, everyone played well. There wasn't someone anyone who played really bad. But you know when we're going through these, and we'll do this later on in the pod. Um, you forget like about McGregor. Great energy. You forget about um, you know. I mean, the fact that Commons and Mackay Stephen both didn't travel, both are injured, and that's why both didn't travel. But you didn't. Commons is had his haircut. He shaved all his hair off. Just when you think you can't hate him anymore, yeah. he goes and gets rid of his hair. What a dick! Um, but you know, the big rumor is he's obviously going to be be getting getting moved on. Assistant manager to Neil Lennon, I hope. You'd imagine that Mackay Stephen would get moved on as well. Mackay Stephen's kind of yeah, he probably will. Just into. Yeah. I just don't know if he can take the pressure of having to perform every week at such a high level. But he's the sort of player you think Rogers could develop. He's got a lot of attributes, and that's. But he's got Christie and he's got Roberts there, who are both the same position, younger and, let's be honest, better. Yeah. Um, you know. And we're, we're so heavy in so many positions. Then, regardless of who it is, there has to be people moved on. And I like. I think Rogers was quoted today or yesterday um, saying. You know, kind of age doesn't matter. If I've got a seventeen-year-old who I think's better than a more established player, regardless of who it is, then the seventeen-year-old will play. I mean, look what he did with Sterling. You know, he, he brought Sterling in and just he, he seen that in that very that very vein. You know, he seen that this boy had talent and he just played him. Yeah. And and that's that, we were talking about earlier in the WhatsApp. Henderson does Henderson have a future at, right at this moment at Celtic? It seems to be a wee bit too soon for him because the, the midfield is so congested. He seemed to grow when he was at Hibs last season. He started a lot of game, came out off the bench towards the end of the season quite a lot. Yeah, he seems to be at Celtic Park just now. He'd be the best one for taking corners. <sighs> yeah, uh, his corners towards the end of last season, especially the last game, were phenomenal. What was the last game? Uh, was that a cup game? Cup, cup game, cup game. Can I think? Uh, ach, we'll I'm just... sure they set something up. Yeah, can't remember who Glancing head or something. Right, nah, anyway, who knows? Uh, it's a it's a grey area for me <laughs> with that. <laughs> yeah. um, I th- he seems to he'd be the best one for set pieces just now. Um, I think we used to have was it Johansson used to take corners and um, the, the, the set Armstrong, piece. yeah, as well. But they don't seem to be too dangerous. Whereas Henderson's crosses and 
into the box. Set piece, set, 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 set plays are fantastic. Really, really great delivery. Um, but still young though. There's there's no any great rush to get him into the squad just now, into the team just now. Do you think another season would do him, set him in good stead to come back, or do you think this is almost because I think a lot of people have said like his his physique he maybe needs to bulk up a little bit. Thoughts? Yeah, I don't. I don't think Hibbs is the right. I think if he goes to Hibs, he's not going anywhere. That's that's his level. Um, if he was to go somewhere, maybe try another country again. Because um, I mean, he, he was, from what we understand, he was rather successful at Rosenberg. Um, and you'd imagine the Norwegian league and the championship and the Scottish championship would be that different. Yeah, it's. I would love to see him get an opportunity at Celtic. I don't. This young players who drops out though. Well, that's the thing. You, we've said this before, you know, a young player is like, you know, 18, 19, 20, 23, 24 is kind of, you're already, the moment's passed for you. That's pretty much your level. You're, there's not going to be a huge amount of improvement. So I'd like to give him an opportunity. Um, have you heard of um, Vardy at Leicester? <laughs> yes. So that'll be the exception to prove the rule then, yes. yes. There's a couple. Ian Wright as well. He was 24 when he signed for Arsenal. Oh, it's Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace. Uh, yeah, from, from non-league. And then went rubbish. to... went to <laughs> Look at the face. He's doing that again. He's doing it. <laughs> right, so out of the millions of players that have played football, you've Two's enough. Two. Two's enough for me. Um, but no, in all seriousness, Henderson, if he did get put on loan, I don't see them, I don't see the point of going back to the same club he was at last season. No, he needs, he needs somewhere different. Um, and certainly, he needs a different experience. He won't, He's played in the Championship, um, done well, uh, if we're going to loan him out again, he needs to go somewhere at I would a lo- better level. I'd loan him to someone in the Scottish Premier League, Scottish Premiership. Put you back against that because that's the, that's the level he's going to be playing at. I'd like to see him go to a club that's going to be winning every week, so that he's dealing with the pressure they have exactly. to win. So maybe like Dundee United even going into the well, championship. Actually, yeah, I, well that also brings it back to Hibs because uh-huh. there is going to be an expectation level on Lennon and Hibs. Now, mm-hmm. so you know, I don't know. Uh, the game yesterday, uh, we should, should point out the Celtics' first game. It was uh, two each. Stuart Armstrong with two assists. Who scored the first? Nadir Nadir Shifty, Shifty, Chief Master General, Chiefington Steel. Uh, he is the man for me. He should be our number nine. Get this Dembele guy. You fuck. <laughs> don't need him. Uh, but no, it was uh, the, the goal. I'm pretty sure most of us have seen it now. Um, some great wing play by Stuart Armstrong and great cross, great header. Now people will say he wasn't marked, but still has to header it, still has to finish it, and it was a great finish. So he had a wide open goal, nobody within five yards. You would have missed ball. that last year. <laughs> so think. Well, see, to be fair, see, yesterday he was through one and one, completely skins the keeper as an open goal, and he missed. <laughs> That's not really even highlighted. Thank fuck. <laughs> Shit, I've just highlighted it. <laughs> Um, but no, um, so Armstrong had that assist there. He also had a great through ball for Tom Rogic, who, did, have you seen that finish? Oh, lovely. No. Oh, just takes the ball as a, ball right into his path, takes it on, one touch beats the defender, and then just dinks it over the keeper. Absolutely sublime. But he still looked knackered after about 15 minutes. Now, it's pre-season. Fair enough, so maybe people aren't, their engines aren't quite revealed. Australian, but, not used to all that heat. Yeah, exactly. Because um, the students, <laughs> you know, they're not very good athletes. Um, but Brian Rogic 
can we depend on him to be our number 10 consistently this season? Because, yeah, you're saying yes. Tell me why. He's he's developing at a rate that is quicker than I expected anyway because uh, maybe he's one of these players that just always looks tired, like Paddy McCourt, who always <laughs> looks tired. There's a, there's a difference. <laughs> um, you look tired of life. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I think if Rogic has people behind him, like the steel that you were talking about, um, and people that are going to protect him, then yeah, I think he could do a great job. But does, in, all, in, in serious, seriousness, um, does his uh, lack of... Um, what do I want to say? He doesn't genuinely rarely finish his 90 minutes in terms of he looks knackered after about 60 if he started. Do you think that could be... I mean, you think about the Champions League and stuff like that. He In the Champions League, no matter who we're playing... It's obviously different from the SPFL. So when we're playing in the Premiership, you can maybe have one or two players maybe not tracking every run. You can maybe relax a little bit, especially if we're two or three nil up on the 60th minute. Champions League, it's 90 minutes of sheer concentration and we need everybody completely focused. I personally just don't know if he's, if we can rely on him. To, if he gets his fitness level up, then different, right? But he didn't get his fitness up to any level last season. Well, he did. I think we're being a bit harsh on him. Well, okay. Well, no. It's not as if he came on and went for a lie down no, or anything like that. Of, of was, course, I'm not. But what I mean is, we're talking about the top level. Yeah, but he's still developed. He's not at the top level yet, and I think we need to appreciate that there will be. He's 23. You when you get you get to that level of 23, you think he has abilities. A lot of ability. No, never would never question he his just, abilities. His ability is fantastic. He's probably the best. Probably the te- technically the best player on our squad. I'd say. Apart from, from Mo Grew, maybe. Or Commons. I'm a Commons. Um, yeah. There's the door, man. <laughs> no, I think he's... I think this will be his breakout season. And he needs to take the opportunity. Because I think he has a manager that if he impresses him pre-season, he'll have a manager who will have faith in him and he will just play him. Um, but there's a lot of... I mean, there's so many players that this is the, the perfect chance for them to show what they can do as Celtic players. So what is the formation going to be? Well, that's an interesting point. What do you think? Um, you know, he's clearly been playing four at the back on only only two games, right? So mm-hmm. you mentioned, the idea I had was you mentioned three centre-halves to how Italy play. Now, I reckon he probably will play 4-4, four, four, not 4-4-2, four, four, but four at the back anyway. But let's say he didn't play four at the back, and let's say he did go to a three. Did he not play a three at Swansea? Was uh, it not 3-5-2 at Swansea? I, I couldn't tell you. Um, I think you might have been. I think... Rogers adapts. So he, he, he does adapt. If you know what I think would be terrific would be Sviachenko, uh, obviously because he's probably a, a most reliable centre half. Um, Sviachenko, Simunovic if he's fully fit, plus whoever we we buy with the money that we sell Young Tierney for, seeing how he's not mm-hmm. getting in the team. Um, no, because Young Tierney, <laughs> if it was three five two, Young Tierney would be back. your wing back. I think Young Tierney's got everything in his engine to be a wing back anyway, so yeah. that's absolutely fine. Uh, I, I would now you're going to laugh here, but I would go Sviachenko, Lustig, and fuck off. Why? Because he's m- done. How's he done? He played more games than anybody else other than Lee Griffiths last season. Second, I should have just oh, said really second, second one <laughs> appearances. No, he did. He a hundred percent did. 
Yeah, but he's, oh, he's yeah, not. He looked whether he played this or well, not, though, he he's, he's not good enough knackered. anymore. But he's so he had hands. maybe not for right back. That's what I'm saying. Centre half, moving into centre half, reading the game. I wouldn't. He's he's a great reader of the game, right? And if you've got Sviarjenko and Suminovic as your markers, and him spare. But see if you're about. just standing there when just everybody stand, else is yeah, running about, then about. I, you chilling can read the game. Ch- you can chill that, out, relax. That's what he does. He's no, he's okay. Pun- if you t- if you take Lustig out of that situation, Simunovic, um, Sviachenko, and and another with your back three. Well, you've got Boyata. Um, no, no, thank you. I, I, is he going to be your? I think this is this is a season where he can be backup because mm-hmm. if we're going to play three at the back, then you would need six centre halves. Well, Bruce's still there. Well, Gru's not signed yet, so he's technically a free agent. He did get a, fi- a phone call, though, pretty early on from... Brendan from Rogers. Gal. <laughs> <laughs> Pretending to be... Hello, <laughs> I'm Brendan Rogers. Uh, please, don't. Uh, we don't want you, thank it's you. It's a bit southern. I know, I know. I can only add... Uh, Harsh, uh, Norman uh, accent. Uh, you know, my name is... I'm from the... <laughs> no, I'm not from anything. <laughs> uh, anyway, my point is... That's the most <laughs> threatening <laughs> you've ever sounded ever. <laughs> <laughs> we we don't want you in our team. Uh, uh, no, uh, no that. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> if we played three at the back, you know, you could do that. Your wing backs, Tierney could easily play the wing back position. Um, don't know if Yanko could play right wing back. He seems to have a lot of energy. Um, he seems to be quite fast, so he could kind of cover. If we did play three five two, you've got three sitting in there. Um, central midfield. Obviously, your front two would be Dembele and Griffiths. You just have to be, just have to assume that the three sitting. Now you're talking about picking three. Well, actually, if we're playing with two fullbacks, where does that leave Patrick Roberts and Christie? So three mm-hmm. five two is not going to happen then. So four, four, three, three. Are we. He's doing a fingers thing. We triangle. Two old midfielders. Number ten. Two wide. And your striker up top. So basically, so, what Ronnie played? <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> they are. Um, I think he probably will go four two three one, um, or you know, cultivate a four one four one. You could play a four one four one with someone sitting, uh, and it doesn't it doesn't have to be a diamond. You could have four one sitting, a flat four, and then the striker. It doesn't have to be you know, funny shapes. No, funny shapes not. <laughs> yeah, uh, Roberts Christie. Um, because it did like a two-two-two, a four-two-two-two. That would be genius. That would. Head of your time, if you're thinking that. You yeah. totally. But see, to be fair, I could have been the manager. And went, are we going to play a four-two-two-two? That's great. Um, can you actually go and do it? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd, on the pitch, right, guys? Why play a four-two-two-two? What do you mean you don't understand, Darren Jackson? I thought he just said a starter. <laughs> There's a Brazil ninety-seven. Do you know that? I think we should go with that four-two-two-two. Um, I think you should. Why does nobody play five forwards anymore? <laughs> like, I know it was before my time as well, but you always hear about the five forwards and the Hibs and all that, the famous. <laughs> <laughs> you always hear about the five forwards and Hibs and all that. <laughs> this is a but genuine... the famous five, right? Of Hibs. So why could we not just Celtic, play? So when Celtic won the European Cup, they played four two four. There you go. But it just because. Every, if, if obviously, tactics have developed and you know cultivated to a point where that we're going back to four three three. We're going back to four four two. If you look at what Leicester did, um, so, just, just because something's old doesn't mean it doesn't wor- doesn't work. I'm not saying we should play four four two, um, and, and I'm also not along. The, I'm not 
going with the whole lines of if you play two up front, you're going to score more goals than if you play one up front because that doesn't make sense. Because if we weren't playing, we weren't playing one up front. We were technically playing three up front last season. It's just that we had James Forrest, um, and you know whoever was playing on the Stuart Armstrong, Armstrong, who who you know isn't a winger. On the, on that note, Stuart, um, not Stuart Armstrong. We'll get to him. Don't you worry about <laughs> that. James Forrest played the first half of the first friendly. Mm-hmm. Again, you can't judge players on it because they're getting back to fitness, but he wasted the ball every time he had it. So I am judging him. <laughs> <laughs> now, James Forrest, does he have a future? Um, I think everybody does at this stage. Got to give them a chance. It's all about trying to save money where possible. We'll put a lot of effort into Forrest. If we can get him... But do we say this every season? Yeah, we see, We see that. We see this. Now he's at the end of his contract, so if we can get him to sign on for similar money... You probably end up will end up signing on somewhere. (laughs) 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 Um, I just don't think he looks that interested anymore. Um, I I don't think. Having said that, I think now that Brendan Rodgers is in, he's maybe thinking to himself, "Oh, you know, I don't think he's the type of guy who um, would be up for the fight if it was Ronnie again. See, if Ronnie had kept on for the third season, I think he would have went, "Nah, no chance. This isn't going to change." Whereas now, whereas other players would have went, "Right, let's roll our sleeves up and actually get dug in." I don't, I've never, Forrest I think, I just think he should leave for his own sake, because the fans are tired of him, I don't know, I don't. I honestly couldn't tell one fan who likes him, I don't mean him personally, I mean as a player, you can never rely on him, you can never count on him, He's. he seems to be injured quite a lot, and we've mentioned it before, when he comes on and he... <sighs> Takes that big deep breath and he <laughs> flicks his hair. hair. He does it. It's like everyone George. can see fucking Patrick. Sorry, there you go. Um, he's the sort of player that the fans want to love. If you look at what Young Tierney's done, Celtic fans have been behind him since day one. Celtic yeah. fan came up and tries his heart out, and is obviously very very talented. Forrest should be the same, but he. You don't feel he has the same sort of commitment as Tierney does in terms of when he's on the pitch. Um, the amount of times he's stopped and threw his hands up because they think he's been fouled when yeah, he's, he's and then not. He and to the referee. He's so infuriating where he's, he should have been one of these young players that all the fans loved. They all got behind him, whether it was good, bad, or indifferent. But so we, we criticise, sorry, jumping over your point, but we criticise um, Scott Brown. The only thing we criticise Scott Brown about is his passing ability, right? Mainly his passing ability because it's not very good. But you can ne- you could never criticise Scott Brown for his commitment or the effort that he puts in. And to be honest, that's what most most people want. See Scott Brown. I we as I say, we criticise him because we just don't think he's good enough. I, 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 but I I admire the guy because he tries. And he, there's not there's very rarely a game you'd see Scott Brown and he doesn't try, right? Um, I also think Commons is like uh, Forrest, and that's why that's what got in my mind. That's what got in my goat towards the ends of Forrest. Um, Commons being at Parkhead, um, I'm talking about him like he's left or anything. Yeah. <laughs> Number ten next season. Like um, but I just I feel that uh, Forrest just doesn't show that energy or that enthusiasm or that effort. The three E's. It's the three That's E's. That's all we're asking for. Just the three E's, a couple of E's, three E's. That's, go on. He's knocking the... Quiet, Brian. <laughs> um, he's, the thing that Forrest has got, he's got good pace, but he doesn't have a trick to get past a player. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, Patrick Roberts has. So when players in uh, the SPFL 
when teams sit back against us, there's no space for him to go. He'll end up either running diagonally across the, the pitch, going nowhere, or if he goes wide, they'll just shield him out of play. It's an excellent point you raise, and I'll tell you why. Because see, yesterday in that game, uh, Christie was playing wide, and he's, I don't know if Rodgers has said to him, That's you know, show me, show me what you can do. But he started doing what we won overs, and he tried to, he was taking people on, and he was trying to, mm-hmm. you know, beat them and stuff. And he actually scored, he scored, scored yesterday. Great, great running, great play by Scott Allen to set him up. That was tremendous. I did see that. That was unbelievable from Scott Allen. And just after that, there was a sub, there was an injury, and um, they all kind of came off for a water break. And Rogers had his arm around Scott Allen, and he was talking to him for the whole of it. It was maybe two minutes, but when you've got the, the opportunity to speak up to everybody, he had his arm around Scott Allen and he was telling him, and you could see him. And then there was another point where you saw him speaking to, um, I think it was, it was Johansson or Armstrong and another centre midfielder, and he was just, it was hand movements, but it was like passionate. And God bless Ronnie, we, we, we raise our hand to the, the picture on the wall. God bless Ronnie, but you never really see him, seen him given those sort of. All that detailed. must have took it out. Aye, from, from Does he have six fingers in that picture? One, two, three, four, two. No, he's got five. Shut up, right. Brian. <laughs> no, I was just wondering there. Shut up. It's my hangover haze. It um, looked like he had six fingers. Um, I'm hoping, that's a Norwegian thing. I'm hoping Scott Allen's going to be a bit like Coutinho at um, Liverpool. Scott Allen's your boyfriend, that's right. Uh, yeah. that, that just Lovely. The way to pass. So I love a way to pass. He loves a way to pass. <laughs> love a way to pass. Um... So I'm, I can see this season killer balls being a, a more of a wee thing, just playing it off the strong forward like Dembele um, and the the ones in the wings coming in and scoring a wee bit more. But I will wait and see. I, you're talking about the the skill that Allen showed for the goal. The highlights that I saw had just a wee clip, two second clip where he totally made a mess it and then just passed it across the the box. So I've missed the the, the run up to it. Nah, that's pretty. Nah, that was pretty much <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be positive about be it. Positive. Um, do you think Shifty has a chance? At what? At forcing himself into the Celtic first team. No. Backup striker. Mm. What does he really offer us though? Is Hans the stuff? Is he, a, is he a target in the air? Is, he's not really that strong powerful. He, he used to make Can you shut your runs. fucking mouth for just a second? <laughs> I'm going to have some quotes from Shifty. It's good to be back and I'm very happy to work with a big manager like this again and hopefully be part of things for the future. Again? What other big manager did he work with? Uh, shut up. Um, it's been almost two weeks and we've been working. Can you be quiet? It was him. Mum. Sorry. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> dob other people in. Um, nah, um, I think I think there's going to be an opportunity for, as you said, Keith. Everyone's got their opportunity um, to really uh, make a mess of it, make an ass yeah. of it. It's absolutely big. Pierre really rates Shifty, so that's because he's getting a percentage of every <laughs> chance <laughs> he has. Um, Alex McDee, um, a dog, a dog. Um, good to. I was going to say hear. I hear from you when someone tweets. That's the thing, right? Yeah. Um, Especially when you read it out. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what, Brian? It's an excellent yeah. point. Um, realistically, in brackets, any players at the Euros that have impressed enough to sign for the Rogers Revolution? It's an excellent segue, Alex, um, because we've currently been linked with um, Gunter, Chris Gunter, mm. who's garbage, by the way. Yeah. It's not he's, very good. He's Welsh, and Welsh are, Welsh are in the semi-finals. So. Um, I, don't, I don't rate him 
in the slightest. No. He's not. Where's that Reading or something? Just Reading just now. Um, Thoughts? Don't know. I've not seen much. Did he set up the final goal? He set up the final goal. Um, it was a tired cross. I'm not. I'm just not a fan of him. I don't think he's garbage. Right? That's an exaggeration. Is he? Has he worked under Rogers before? Is that where the link is, or is he? I think it's because uh, he, he's got a buyout of a million pounds um, oh. and Celtic. Oh, Rogers worked at Reading, so he's maybe got some inside yeah. knowledge. At Reading. I think there'll be a lot of players like that where. We're just linked for some random reason of. I I just I don't think he's better. I don't think he's better than anything we've got. In fact, I, <laughs> I think Yanko have uh, providing they stays fit. Um, we don't really know yeah. about Yanko, really. I mean, because he, he when he was before he got broke his ankle, which is a horrible injury for a fullback to get. Um, he was playing. He was having man of the match. I think he got man of the match twice in a row, and he was playing really really well. Breaks his ankle, so. Hopefully he'll get back to that form, and if he does get back to that form, then you know he, he you know he'll be sitting the bench. He'll be patient until Lustig <laughs> decides, um, you know, have a wee rest. But no, I mean Yanko could be, could be that you're going to have Yanko one side tier now. You that's, think that's what it's going to be? Because yes. Chris Gunter, I think, he's he's a championship. He's he's an average player. I don't I don't protect, There's nothing that excites me about him, and I just don't think he's good enough. No. Um, but yeah, so is there anyone else? Um, Alex asks. Realistically, we could get. We need backup for Craig Gordon, so that Hungarian goalkeeper, even though he's like <laughs> forty-eight or something. <laughs> you just him. want you just want him on board, so we can. Aye, talk he would look him. great in some New Balance joggies. Oh, I love it, love a New Balance joggy. Um, can't think of anybody. I, I can't think of anyone realistically. See, that's the problem. You want to. You don't buy yeah. anybody that, that plays well at the the Euros because they're knackered and. Valhadden. Ah, but he was, he was not one of the standout players. <laughs> we should have went for Bert Connor. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, I don't think there's anyone that we could realistically get. Like, I think... Somebody from Northern Ireland, Kyle Lafferty or something. Which Icelandic player would you buy if you could for us? Finn Bogason. Now they are spending your six million on that. Eight million. Yep. Garbage. Absolute, absolute garbage. Or Sig Torsen. Jarnison. Do you know I'd actually just buy the whole, whole Iceland team <laughs> and stick them in the hoops? Uh, to be fair, you um, No, Sig Torsen, who was at Ajax, and I think he might be up there now, maybe. Um, forward, he's, he's decent. Um, okay, interesting. Uh, is there anyone that you think, Alex, that has caught your eye that realistic? Is they realistic, though? Because there are lots of players that... You, we, we maybe c- the Irish players, like Duffy, I think he's been linked with us. Well, that's an excellent point. Michael Duffy... Reports coming in that we've actually signed them. They're not from nothing official or anything, but the centre half. Aye, centre yeah. half. Uh, really slow, and he got sent off. He's the one who got sent off against uh, France. At Melbourne, boy, eighty-eight was the one that had mentioned. He mentioned Duffy, Toure, Colker, who's first choice of those. Okay, good, that's a great point. Um, I think Colker's a great player. Yeah, Colker. Yeah, and um, Rogers developed him at Swansea. Swansea was it? Yeah. Maybe. Right, okay. So Colker um, is a great player, twenty four, still young. Oh, it's one of the funny names with an L in it, and you don't know how to say it. He can also play for Scotland. <laughs> right, okay. So if he comes up here, plays for Celtic and all that, maybe that you know, you know, get Scotland and a half. Um, but no, so I think I think Colker out the three of them. Um, I just think I just think Duffy's really really slow. Colker's not the fastest, but Sviachenko's really slow as well. My fear is that we play 
I, I, don't, I just don't think we can go into Champions League with, and I don't mean the actual group stages, I mean the qualifiers even, with two slow centre-halves. Um, and that's my fear with, you know, I, I slag Mulgrew and all that, right? But see Mulgrew and Sviachenko, that's just too fucking slow. Is there a chance for Boyata, though? Because that, out of all of it, he's got a decent recovery yeah. pace. As long as we don't give him the ball, you take it out. Yeah, the fact that we know having yeah. to recover from <laughs> his first touch. Uh, well, Boyata's not back to August as well, but Boyata and Simunovic are yeah, supposedly back around about the same time. But you would hope that we'd go into, because we get one, two, and then the playoff? No. It's one, two, three, and then the playoff. No, it's is it not one game and then the playoff game? No, and the playoffs the last games. Two. So we've got two. So we're in the second so we've got three round. Games to get three into games the... to get. Well, that was the same last year. It was the last, same last two years. Remember, we played the Icelandic mob, and then we played the Karagandi, and then we played. Well, Karagandi. No, was not Karagandi. The, the other Karabak. team, Karabakh, and then we played Malmo. Remember Karabakh last year? No. Genuinely, don't. Well, we played we played the Icelandic team, then we played Karabakh, who were the. Remember, we had the journalist on. Um, Remain no, not Romanian. They are from Ka- Ka- Kaza- Kazakhstan. No, Karagandi were from Kazakhstan. We need notes. Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. There we are. Because <laughs> um, they played Spurs in the, the Europa League. Remember? No. Karabakh. One second. Uh, talk amongst yourselves. Their stadium, they, they, their stadium couldn't fit in all the fans that they wanted. Was that last year? I think it was the year before, was it not? Uh, last year was Molda and no, it wasn't Molda. It was Mol- Malmo. Mol- Mol- um, Malmo. Mal- Mal- we played Molda in the Europe, Europa League. Mal- Ka- Karabakh are from Azerbaijan. Right, and we beat them one 0 in aggregate or something like that. Yeah, that was Ron- was that not Ronnie's first season? No, it was last season. Because I think the point was the season before. Because we played Legia Warsaw and we be, we and we played uh, Legia Warsaw were the team that Karabag the same level, and then we played Maribor. Remember? Whereas last year it was uh, Karabag and then Malmo. All right. Okay. Yeah. Dominated the ball. Um, <laughs> so uh, Jack Lyons uh, at J Lyons Football, who starts as a three centre midfielders in the first qualifier. With who we've got just now? Johansson, Beaton. And Rogic, yeah. So no Brown, no. Same with you. Yes. Johansson, Beaton, and Rogic. That's interesting. Um, I actually think I'd probably be the same. I think, I think Brown probably will start. To be fair, I'm looking forward to seeing Johansson under Rogers. Yeah. Yep. He seemed a bit tired last season, as if he was ready to move on. But well, he's been linked with Turkey. Um, and he's been he's um, Norwegian <laughs> is that another rule they brought in for the Euros because no you can pass back at a centre like kick off now firstly you're right to pull me up on that yeah um, now you can sign for an international team <laughs> <laughs> uh, no he's been linked with um, teams Thiago Mota playing for Brazil yeah, and, uh, right. there you go Russia had played for German as well Everybody. there you go you asshole yeah. what um, so Stefan Johansson is going to play for Turkey Heard it here first, people. Yeah, yeah. I that was Christian Wolf gave us that tip. Yeah, yeah that's Wolf. right. Yeah, that was Christian Wolf who gave us that tip. Yep. Yeah, in fact, I'll probably read about this on STV tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's um, nice. But um, no, he's been linked with teams in the the, the Turkish um, top the division, um, and also the Bundesliga one or two. So uh, I think he'll stay. I think he'll, he'll definitely keep him. And uh, let's the guy. The guy's clearly talented. He's just last season was last season was a struggle for everybody. Let's not kid on. So, as you say, Keith, um, 
clean slate for everybody. I think Johansson's got a lot of qualities, and yeah, I think I think Rogers will hopefully get him back to being that dynamic midfielder he was in the first. I think they'll all be reinvigorated by Rogers and and the staff he's brought in actually. But I think I think even just you know turning up to games on a Saturday and it being sold out, or even just a full stadium, that's going to do so much for them. Um, mm-hmm. And it's going to be great. great standing section as well. Going to be a great atmosphere. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait. It's going to be terrific. Um, another question um, from Stuart Hamilton. Are we in agreement that Belgium had the worst hair game at the Euros? You said that instantly. I read his tweet earlier. Ah, so yeah, thanks very much for <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stuart Hamilton at Stuart in 97. Brian, worst hair game? Um, yeah. Oh, great insight, Brian. Yep. <laughs> That's your actual answer. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, Ayer's hair. Hello. That could be a new feature. Ayer's hair. Ayer's hair. Ayer and Stuart Armstrong were a pictured together, and I'll be honest, I went, my knees buckled a little bit. He's a Gary fanboy mentioned that as well. Exactly, he certainly did. Are we um, just regurgitating people's tweets tonight? Like, yeah, Brexit. As if they're our own. <laughs> it's our first day back. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> it's our first day back at school. We are a bit prepared. Um, is there any potential in Celtic having... This is from uh, Kyle, Kyle Mahond, Kyle underscore Mahond. Is there any potential in Celtic having a B team to play in the lower leagues, Barca-esque style? Now, an under-20s are part of the... the is it not the Challenge Cup? Petrofact thing, Yes. Challenge yep. Cup, and which also brings in um, a team from Northern Ireland and a team from the Welsh league I as think well. It's a couple of teams, is it not? Or, well, I think, it, yeah, I think, I think it may be two, two of each. So that's it. Under twenties, um, we're playing sort of Broth or Albion Rovers, or so the draw has been made. Yeah, the draw has been made. Um, I'll trim. Thoughts on that, Keith? I think it's a good idea. I'd love to see the players get a chance to develop competitively. Exactly. I think that's the key point. Competitively at maybe a higher level than just the development squad. And you would hope that games in the lower division would actually draw crowds. Um, I managed to get to one of the development games last season and there was only about 50 people in the stand that was against Kilmarnock. And you could see it was it was quite like a friendly. The players, there was no real atmosphere there. They weren't really trying as hard as you would imagine during a, a, a full match with a crowd there that can go on your back yeah um, I think it'd be great for their development and the chance then to to have themselves in the shop window whether they're going to move up to the the first squad or they actually get themselves seen by other teams and hopefully make a career for themselves yeah exactly um, Brian what about yourself oh, for fuck's sake <laughs> Yeah, I think it's great. I answered it before he did. <laughs> yeah, we already had a discussion about it. No, we didn't. But that's why I'm looking up the draw right now. So yes, I think it's great. No, uh, uh, Celtic have got Anna and Athletic. Anna, and you begin with an A. <laughs> um, but it's all the sort of uh, Motherwell under twenties, Kilmarnock, Hearts. It's all the sort of. It's actually not all. It's only a few actually. Um, Celtic under twenties, Dundee, Aberdeen. No, there's only one, two, three. There's not. It's not everyone from the top league at the point. Anyway. Dundee, Aberdeen, Inverness, Ross County, Hearts, St Johnson, Celtic, Partick Thistle, Hamilton Aggies, Motherwell, Rangers. So that's the Premier League, Premiership. Did you, you just shut up? <coughs> Dundee United aren't in the top league anymore, mate. No, I said Dundee. Oh, did you? No one was listening. 
Um, this is another one from Stuart What's your Hamilton. thoughts on it, Christopher? <laughs> Shut up. This is another one from Stuart Hamilton, just because he sent to. Should Craig Gordon adopt Sunday League joggy bottoms for the coming season? I think we can all agree that's 100%. Totally. Yes. 100%. 100% yes. Uh, Matt Ryan at the boy Matt. Uh, will we see Dembele and Griffiths three up front or a lone striker for most of the SPFL play under Rogers? Do you think we'll go three up front or will we have a partnership of Dembele and Griffiths? Could Dembele uh, play as part of the three? Um, I, yeah, I think I, it might, might be as a two. Um, I, I haven't seen a... The bits I've seen of Dembele, I haven't seen enough of him to say to commit that he could play in a three. So I don't so, know. It's a good point. Really Steve great, YouTube clips, really, that's all. Really, really, yeah. <laughs> really great insight, Brian. <laughs> um, I, I've seen I've seen I think about four or five times last season, and you know you can't really probably can't really judge a player because I didn't see it wasn't the full games all, all of them, but from what I did see, um, I, I'm really surprised they signed for us, and that's no disparagement to Celtic. Mm-hmm. It's more a case of he was at a level that you know. He, <laughs> Spurs had a £6 million bid for him knocked back in the summer. Um, there was, um, in January, sorry, there was reports of Juventus and other huge European football teams being interested in him. And I'm not taking, we're a huge football team, but we are in a league that has certain specific margins in terms of quality coming into it. Um, he obviously, as well, maybe could have made more money. He's talked about how he's not, he's knocked back more money to play for Celtic, to win trophies and to play in Europe. So I think it's a phenomenal signing. It shows us the standing of Celtic, though, as a, a development side. Yeah. Um, we've got this unique position where we are so close to, to England, where our games are shown on the television. If you stand out well, for so, us. Yes. Um, so if you do well in that, hopefully we'll get European football again this season. You do well there. Your name's going to be known a lot quicker than if you were to go into a, a lower-level team in the, the EPL. And then try and work your way up. I think that's why Wanyama, Virgil Perfect. van Dijk's doing so well, and Forster as well. They're great for us, so hopefully we can be like. Give a, the, give a platform. Aye, like the Portuguese sides, they make millions off of uh, getting players in, playing them for a season or two from Brazil and that, and then putting them on. So hopefully exactly. we can do the same idea. Exactly. Um, this, this tweet uh, as a Gator fanboy, uh, IEL's hair game discuss. One word, Brian. Awesome. One word. Delicious. My one word would be potential. Oh, really? You don't think it's there yet? Not quite there yet. Um, Andy Robson at A Robson seventy seven. Breakout boy? Question mark. Who's it going to be this season? The player that makes his mark, not new signings. So, who's going to be the breakout boy from this current squad? Basically. Um, Obviously, Christie. Oh. Okay, uh, why do you think that? Um, I think he's got all the attributes that we were looking for. Diehard Celtic fan as well, so he'll be. He's always desperate to impress, but. Do you think he sometimes tries a wee bit too hard? Like. Um, and that'll come. I, I think that was. There's a couple of times last season when I was maybe frustration, and he is, yeah. Same as probably we would be if we had a chance to Willie Hoops. So, sure um, but right. then again, you don't see James Forrest doing that, which is a point from earlier on. Um, yeah, I think Christie's got a real opportunity. Where do you see him uh, playing, Brian? Do you think he's going to be out wide? Uh, yeah, probably to begin with. Although I do think like Armstrong as well, he's better centrally. 
but there's so many people that are vying for that position. I can see a lot of uh, McGady in him, Christy, potentially, and that I always assumed and I always thought that McGady would drift from out wide to be in that number 10. Yeah. Um, and so when I say, what I mean is when, when McGady was young, that obviously never happened and McGady's career at this point is fucking stalled. I mean, I, you know, there was times maybe a season or two ago if you said, would you take McGady back? I definitely would. Can't even get a game for Sheffield Wednesday now. Um, but yeah, so I can see maybe that. Um, what about yourself? Standout player coming out for this season from the squad? Um, I'd love it to be at, uh, Scott Allen, but if not, possibly Ralston at right back. Okay. He seems to be getting a wee bit of game time the the pre-season game, so hopefully another Tierney-esque uh, development player. Um, and we don't have enough players that are um, you see on buses going to them. Like Ralston. Have you seen them on the bus? No, like bus destinations. I think we need more on that. So I'd like a, like, I don't know, get his head. Or a... <laughs> <laughs> silver, silver bun, something like that. Is there a bus stop called, like, Ralston? Ralston's a place. Right, I've seen never it heard bus. of it, right? I've so seen it on a bus. <laughs> I've seen it on a bus. So, so the issue is, we have no fucking idea what you're talking about there. Yeah. <laughs> Centre forward called Sight Hill. That'd be great. No, no, number 10, Kenneth's head on the back, because no one actually knows what that is. There'll be one person listening to us tomorrow and going, oh, it's probably... Oh, it's probably... Ralston. Ralston. Ralston, that's... <laughs> in fact, Ralston's just in the road for me, that's how I not. Honestly, yes. Brian, just... Can you take a time <laughs> <Okay>. out? <laughs> no, that was actually funny, I like that. Um, me, personally, I, th- I do think this uh, could be... It might not be, but Stuart Armstrong could... Uh, played in the right position. Um, where is his right position? Seriously, where would you where would you play him? If you're playing him, if we're going to play th- uh, four two three one, it would probably be in one of the twos. Okay. Sitting with Johansson, um, I think that would be quite a dynamic. It doesn't look like energetic. Brown field. will be, if, if, and I think we're all in agreement. I, I don't think Scott Brown would be any of our first choice picks. For he wouldn't be ours, but um, again, Rogers came out today and said about. He's a he's an absolute pleasure. Also, a lot of sway in that dressing room. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I would imagine Scott Brown would start. I also don't think any of them are going to dick around with um, Rogers the way they did with Dyla. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. Um, okay. So Andy, thanks for that. That was actually terrific. Christian Wolf, how excited are we about the Ayer big Eric Pering? Also back four of Tierney Ayer Eric Jen- uh, Janko. Too young or just too good? Mm. Oh, fuck him <laughs> um, I'm only joking uh, I, we, we've kind of touched on that uh, Christian um, if you were fucking lit well it's not live <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah um, no I think that's actually quite quite a balanced I don't I don't think I, yeah, I think it's too, too soon for uh, a year he won't be sent half he's considering he's not yeah. really played that position yet but Big Eric Simunovic uh, Tierney and Yanko I think we'd all I like Yanko Yanko, Tierney and, and Eric I do think we need another centre I think we need to go and buy a centre half I'm not I'm ju- I would I'd just be worried that again as I say it should be about maybe someone who's got a bit of pace and mm-hmm. that, that that's what Simunovic is if he comes back the level he was I think him and Eric would really um, complement each other but we'll yeah. see um, we've already mentioned Melbourne Boys uh, tweet um, Kieran has whatsapped a question 
that he's asked us to Defra- do. Oh, is that allowed? Well, that, that's what I've replied. You're supposed to tweet. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll get his at the end. Um, Derek. Although at, I do think we've already answered it. Anyway. Derek at the boy Moz. I think Stuart Armstrong will be a different player under the um, under Brendan this year. Um, thoughts on that? Well, that's that was my pick for the um, standout. Standout. Um, what about you guys? Do you think he's maybe going to got a future? Because a lot of people were questioning whether he actually was good enough. I think he's a tremendous player. I, I, I just always remember that Inter Milan game, um, the Europa League at Celtic Park, where he was absolutely outstanding. And he sort of um, played the number 10 role in that one, because he was getting far beyond the striker. Oh, yeah. Not necessarily number 10, but he was running way beyond the strikers, Petrov-esque. Um, and he, like you said earlier on, last year I think all the players were, were jaded. They, they just didn't look up for it. Um we never kicked on. There was never a point where you went, okay, now, you know, there was never a period where we were happy last year. Um, it was just one disappointment after another. Um, and that's yep. that's not just Ronnie Dyla's fault. That's a lot of a lot of reasons. But yeah, so I think that's a good point, bringing up the... the thing. What about yourself, Keith? Do you see a future for Armstrong? Yeah, I, I, I like his link-up play. I like how he likes to play the ball into someone and play off them. Yeah. You see him warming up at Parkhead doing that. Um and he likes to curl the, the, the ball in for a shot as well. So, well, fingers crossed that, yeah, he get a chance, a run. Um, I think he is also the type of guy who would bide his time. I don't think he's a prima donna. I think he will wait for his opportunity in yeah. the way that some of those, some of the fatter players wouldn't. <laughs> it's a tough year for him last year with exams and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. And, uh, you know, that hair doesn't take care of itself. Um, <laughs> Ryan at News of Celtic just wants a, co- a segment on how good Janko was and that first half yesterday we've complimented Janko and we think he's certainly one for the future so anytime I've seen him running though he, he looks like he runs fast like Tom Cruise with the wee hands going up yeah that's, uh, <laughs> that's I think it looks fantastic uh, T underscore R Celtic T underscore Celtic any opinions on possible signings Duffy Sinclair etc Sinclair Trevor Oh, it's the greatest overhead kick in the history of football. Tremendous. His, uh, his, Apart his, from Pele and escape to victory. Just so oh, right. Jesus. Uh, his dad, or his mum, is from is from Glasgow. One of his parents, I can't remember who it was. He could have played for Scotland, Trevor Sinclair. He's a big Celtic fan. And he's a massive Celtic fan. Yep. Yeah, good for him. Although um, I think he's referring to Scott Sinclair. That's who it would have been. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Scott Sinclair, um, I think he's a guy who took the money when he went to Man City I don't necessarily blame him for it but it's completely yeah. stalled his career he's, totally. a, he's a villain now needs to prove himself I, as you said Keith this is the sort of a platform where he could play European football whether it be the Champions League or the Europa League put himself in the window uh, he was know. a well he thought he was going to turn into an absolute cracking player but like you say it just he signed for Man City hill, yeah. he stalled and he I think again. I think he's a good. I think he is a good player. I, I don't like guys like that though. I, I think, in in terms of he would be. There's certain people. Dembele's nineteen, and I understand why he would use Celtic, not use Celtic. But I, yeah, we use him, and he uses us to take a step up. That's fair enough. But someone who's twenty six, I, I don't know. There's, I don't know how long we'd get out of him if he actually started playing well. I think he would be quick to. to Jump ship. Jump ship. Mm. Um, Effie Ambrose to <laughs> Bayer Leverkusen. Anyone? What are your th- what are your thoughts on that? 
um, Keith. Does he need a lift to the airport? Or? <laughs> um, we could pay, chip around for his, uh, his, his plane fare. Although if you look, because obviously a lot of clubs are using these kind of new scouting systems now. Like, um, if he, what were you saying? Captain Nigeria to eh? yes. something. Um, he's Captain like Nigeria to something. <laughs> what are you talking about? We were discussing earlier on before we came on. If you look at Effie's stats... He's 27? Yeah. Some some of our podcast friends might do without looking at, you know, the actual footballing ability of the guy. Um, like our American and Norwegian friends, where they like to ram stats down our throats. Oh, Effie and Brossi played a good game in yeah. football. So using the Shut stats, up, Effie would be a tremendous sign. Everyone hates you. Sorry, Shaggy. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, at F. Ambrose, I will just check how. One and a half million. Is that. Can, how long is he going to Oh, you're not. Contract? Hold on a minute. You're not possibly wanting more money. Oh, no, 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 I'm like, who's stupid? Does F. have like a 20 year contract or something? Because he never seems to be. He's 27. He's, on, he's only 27. I thought he's, he was. I thought, I thought, he, I thought when we. I, I thought he was 28, 29. But. Um, yeah, 27. He's been called up to the Summer Olympics. So we're not going to have him from the Champions League anyway. He's been called up for the Nigerian team for the Olympics. Olympics. Really? Aye. Honestly. For football? No. Yeah. Right. Because he's quite good at the gymnastics <laughs> and all that. So maybe <laughs> Nigeria are entering <laughs> an Olympic <laughs> gymnast. Um, you can see him doing that on the... fantastic. Uh, Lyle Davidson at Lyle Davidson FJ. Do you think Shifty will get a chance under Brendan? I thought he performed okay in two pre seasons. You're 100% correct, Lyle. That's Kieran's question as well, who says we need to read it out because he's the freight train. So. (laughs) Read it out then. That was it. Now that Shifty has scored two goals in pre season, should he get a second chance? When when was the second goal? He's got one goal. Kieran's watching it in a pub in Spain or something. Yeah, <laughs> nah, he literally. Uh, I think it deserves a chance. As we said, everyone, you know, everyone deserves a second chance. And in all seriousness, see if if Chris Commons completely changes his attitude and actually knuckles down. If Brendan Rodgers makes a player out of anybody, I don't care as long as Celtic win. That is the point. So, yeah, except Chris Coleman's actually, that's too far, he's fine. <laughs> um, Jamie Moore at uh, MicroCHI, he doesn't have a question, he's just glad to have his back. Oh, Come on. That, that that has cured my hangover, that. I feel terrific. Um, good Guy Barry at good guy, ba- good guy Barry, thought a year was a central mid that was playing up front for start. Is he capable of playing centre-back in competitive games? Uh, from what we're led to believe from our uh, Norwegian correspondent, uh, Christian Wolf. Um, yeah, they, th- they think he's going to be a centre half basically. Could I hear be Mulgrew's replacement in terms of he can just play everywhere? Like a utility man? Yes. It's a good point. Because he can't play centre half um, or central midfield. Um, they look like they're going to. He did play as a striker for. Yeah, it's, it's an excellent point, Ryan. That's why we bring you involved. Um, you've got your book <laughs> out and you look like you're going to do say something. No, I'm just. Transfers, just if we want to find Yeah, yeah, let's, let's hit it always. Um, I was uh, scouring the internet for a that we look at some of the biggest transfers. In he's Europe. wrote Barca with one of those wee squiggly things on it. He's done like trying to be all proper, <laughs> yeah. like Spanish and all that. Going to the end like of the month. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Forza Catalonia. Yeah. Hulks um, went to Shanghai. Aye, what is for that about? Forty-six. He's million. earning three hundred and fifty thousand. I don't know if it's euros or 
pounds. I think it's euros because because that's basically how. Did they reported. think it's the Avenger? They've signed. They've put in a, a transfer request for Captain America as well. So. <laughs> uh, it's he's joining Sven Goran Eriksson's the manager. Um, I've never particularly rated Hulk. Um, I, he's, I just don't think he's very. He's massive, powerful, that's but he's yeah. powerful. Um, but no, but so. he's just. He's a guy. He's a guy. I think who has just played for money. That's he's uh, and he's he's not a huge amount of ability, but I mean moving there, three hundred fifty thousand euros a week. It's shocking, shocking. Um, Keith, uh, I'm looking forward to the EPL this season. The the new managers that have come in. You've got Conte, Chelsea, um, Pep Guardiola, Manchester yeah. City. Although they, it's Man City have adopted the Pep Guardiola song is just awful. What is that? That is well, Greg. No, <laughs> it's that one. We better not start that. Oh, park uh, and they've put Pep Guardiola. <laughs> <laughs> What? Yeah, oh, Pep Guardiola. Oh, uh, b- 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 and you always fill in so, oh, and then you insert player or manager. Oh, we derive Seth. Oh, I see it. What's I think so about the syllables. Yeah. Um, continue. So, um, just thinking the the English Premier League, the um, some of the signings. Arsenal have got Granite Shaka. Chaka's good. Um, he is We've not got, statistically as good as Nordvite, who I think is a terrific player. I interviewed him once for the Bundesliga podcast. Um, no, we're talking we, for a bit of bite in midfield. We're talking about for Celtic. That's something Arsenal's certainly been missing. And yeah, some tasty challenges at the the Euro. So yeah, uh, Ch- he's, he's a good player. He's a, I think he'll uh, he'll bring um, something they don't have just now. Yeah, um, so that's interesting. Um, but Shui is it? From Chelsea, the boy from Marseille. Yeah. Um, I don't know that much about him. Marek was raving about him the, the, when he came on for France yeah. and he Slugs scored. Yeah, when he, Aye, when he signed right. for Chelsea, just fucking Chelsea, though. Um, well, Sandros Townsend has moved to Crystal Palace <laughs> for 15.5. I think Chapters was quite happy about that. I think he was happy with Townsend. He did an article, actually, that's I should point that out. 90minutescynic.com. Um, great article by Michael Chapman. Another art, great article by Graham McKay. On um, Leipzig, Leipzig, RB, uh, Leipzig. RB Leipzig. Um, Mark Michael did a great one on um, Newcastle. Um, Alex uh, McDee did your um, football without the fans. Football without the fans. And if you're interested in getting involved in football without the fans, uh, just tweet us at Ninety Minute Cynic. Um, it's a great feature. In all seriousness, Brian, it's a really good feature. And, and uh, I do have one. I need to apologise to the Bohemian supporter who's still waiting on my email. That's due to unforeseen circumstances so get that sorted out yes, um, and then going forward maybe we'll get maybe get some celebrities involved or some yeah we did have I mean check back on 90minutesanic.com it's a great it's a great feature because um, we've had Richard Gordon's done one yep. Tony Hamilton um, Colin McCready who Colin was McCready. in Taggart yeah big, big St. Johnson fan so, as well. so there's some good things on it we'll try and get Stuart Bra- Braithwaite from Mogwai I'll do it I'll see what I can do um, get one of those wrestler guys on it a Joe Coffey, yeah, actually, or uh, Mark, or Jackie Polo, or John something. Cena. John Cena, yeah, um, love that Get guy. Get him a bell. Aye, I will. Cool. Uh, just think, who else we got? Uh, Man City's got uh, Gundogan from Dortmund. Well, Nolito's signed as well. Nolito, ugh. Um, Gundogan, I think, if he can, he just seems to be injured all the time. Um, I mean, he was out for a year and a half. Um, if they get him anywhere near to how good he was before he got injured, then fantastic. Uh, the Zlatan has arrived at Man United. I know Kieran's delighted with oh, that. Jesus. That's awesome. And did you, I, I thought this was a wind-up, but I think it came from the official Man U 
Twitter account that he broke all their power records during his his kind of testing. <laughs> like whatever that I don't know what sort of power challenges they do it, man you, but Zlatan broke all the records when Stare-offs he was offs and stuff like that. Yeah, pretty much, which worked great on podcasts. I think the the thing in all seriousness with Zlatan is he's getting older but he's still just He's got an aura about him. He's, he just, he's gallus enough to carry it on the field. I think so. Um, I mean, that's what I actually was saying about, um, obviously, Emery Eula is now the manager of PSG, f- former Sevilla manager. Um, great signing. Great signing for them. But now they've got Zlatan's left. As much as he was great for them and he was phenomenal, it's almost like a new dawning. If they do want to actually build themselves to be major players, it's like they've got the Zlatan monkey off their back because they could never really <laughs> drop him. They, you, you they've know still I mean? got Verratti. Um, they've but signed Hatem Benarfa. Benarfa, yeah, saw and that. That's an, the, Benarfa's uh, still an arsehole, but... <laughs> he had a great season last he year. He was phenomenal. Um, and they've signed the defender from Sevilla, uh, Gregor's Krichoshvac. Yeah, that's right. Um, and also, Mar- Marquinhos, uh, they're talking about he wants to leave and they're just refusing. He wants to go to the Olympics as well and they've, mm-hmm. just, they've went like this, look, they've went like this, look, no. And he's went, aye. He went, no, but... you think Brendan Rodgers will refuse Effie's request? <laughs> <laughs> please, please! <laughs> we demand that you take Effie Ambrose <laughs> to the... Yeah, thank you. Um, Victor Fisher. Went from Ajax to Middlesbrough for only Brian. Insane. That's great signing. Ah, it's tremendous. But how? Why is he going? This is just the Premier League nonsense again. Fisher's a tremendous player. And um, the boy McGee from Hearts signed for Middlesbrough on loan with future buying them. Or? I, I'll I'll just check that now. That's, I thought that I see. I just seen that today. Anyway, continue. Sorry. They might be still hurting after uh, who's the the defender that they they got for Alexander Diamond to the other one. Russell Anderson. Who? Uh, uh, he went to. He, he went, went to Sunderland. Sunderland. Oh, I went to Sunderland. Right. Uh, I bought a Keen bottle. Don't care. Sorry about that, Northeast bit. Aye. What are they saying? Uh, one Yammer to Spurs. 11 million, I think they're saying. That's how. I think. We get about a million pounds, don't we? Yeah, I think it's because he only had a year left or something. Oh, well, I meant to say Celtic have signed PJ Crossan from Dunfermline, the boy we've been haggling over. Oh, really? The, yeah. Um, a fee was agreed. Um, and Paul McMullen moved the other way. <clears throat> Um, he was on loan last season, but the seventeen-year-old Crossan has. They think he's a really big, big, uh, big prospect. So that's great. Sorry. Just going around. Uh, well, let's see. We've got Italy. Uh, Miralam Pjanic has moved hmm. from Roma to Juve. Okay, now <clears throat> I know you're trying to like uh, bum up to some money, but no, no, no. Get married in Roma, so I'm a Roma fan now. That's uh, no, no, not happy with that at all. He the joint highest uh, assists in Serie A last season with uh, who's your Frenchman midfielder Paul Pogba. Poggers, Poggerino, so, Poggermeister General, <laughs> who's stopped following um, Juve on Instagram or Twitter, I think it was. So talking, I'm going to Man United. That's what Calvin Harris did with Taylor Swift. No, that's a, like, can, that's a podcast. Too soon. That's Too a soon. podcast in <laughs> itself. Um, <clears throat> it just says here that McGee is uh, he's 19 and he's yeah, joined a Middlesbrough on loan for a season. Interesting. Only other ones which you get the uh, Danny Alves. Yeah. Um, going from Barca to mm. UV. <laughs> Barca. 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 Um, 
He's been in a free. Germany, you've got Mats Hummels gone from Dortmund. Oh. To I, in my opinion, Mats Hummels is one of the most overrated defenders of all time. Mm. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. Okay. Um, who else have they got? They've got Renato Sanchez, the Portuguese. Yeah. He's probably mean. You know, we we're talking about how poor Portugal have been. He's probably been Portugal's best player. He's been yeah. one of the standouts of the tournament. Um, really, really, just looks a real prospect. Yeah. Uh, the only other ones I would say would be Mark Bartra, gone from Bartha to Dortmund as well for only eight million euros. Yeah, steal. Um, great. Um, we're we're actually nine minutes over because we've been having such a good time. And really, we're, we're all pure. Business. That flew in. Flew actually, in. It, it bloody flew in. See what you can achieve without stats. Yeah, Tremendous. stats can suck it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So this is our first first. Uh, uh, podcast back. Um, I had fun. Genuinely good to kind of break break into. It I need to ask one question though because it's been annoying me since I've been sitting here. Um, six inches, but thick. <laughs> and it's, you're not. It's not far off it. But you've got an almanac on this table. Yeah, it's a grey sports almanac. Yeah. Did some old guy randomly give you that? I'm going to tell you what's going to happen this season. Uh, yeah. I should have. Let, I got it last season, and there's something in that about Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and it says something about Wales, but fuck it, I don't believe that's it. That's tremendous. That's, good, that's good. the first real almanac I've seen. There you go. Because I just actually thought that was a made-up thing. No, it's not. It's a word that means something. Um, but no, so we're back on, bo- back on board. Uh, we're on it. You can check us on our speaker account. Um, you can check us on our iTunes. Uh, also part of Hail Hail Media, as always. What? Happy birthday, Gal. Yeah, a belated yeah. happy birthday. Boy, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to tweet in your happy please birthdays to Gal. Please, please, please don't. Who loves birthdays. Please don't. Loves a birthday. Please don't. <laughs> please don't. Um... So yeah, um, we're on iTunes if you t- search for 90 Minutes Cynic, um, on Speaker if you search for 90 Minutes Cynic, we're also part of the Hail Hail Media um, podcast network, um, you can check us out on their Speaker and on their iTunes as well. Um, 90MinuteCynic.com, as I say, we've got three or four articles that went up recently that have all been really good, really high standard, really enjoyed them. Um, thanks to uh, Graham McKay for, for writing the, the great article um, on RB Leipzig. Um, yeah, Brian McManus. Check us out on Flipboard. Flipboard, check us on Flipboard. Yeah. Check us on Instagram. Check us on uh, Periscope. People. We're on Facebook. <laughs> We're on Facebook. Facebook.com slash 90 Minutes. Please update the on MySpace page. Which, yeah. Um, absolutely. Um, are we on Snapchat? Yeah, we need to do this Snapchat thing. Celtic Snapchat is. is excellent. Yeah, sorry, you were going to make that. Should we do Snapchat? Apart from James Forrest getting his self out, flashing himself. On Snapchat? <laughs> you think he was joking? You? No, I don't think you. I don't think you. Snapchat. Um, yeah, so we're, we should maybe do snap. I don't know what Snapchat is. Still, um, it's a thing that the young ones are using. Yeah, love a story. Yeah, love the endings of stories. Love all that. Um, stories are good. The unit, Brian McManus. Yes, thanks. <laughs> it's been great. It's been really enjoyable, actually. Us three should do this more often. Maybe it should just be us three. Yeah. This has been the best in a while. I agree. I agree. Uh, Keith. Thank you. Genty. Hard G. The G Man. Genty. Genty. Like Jalahar. No, see, I say Genty and then I say Hard G. It's like, it's a thing. But. Yeah. Keith, as always, uh, going to see. We'll probably fucking not see Brian to the end of the season now. To be <laughs> That's me done. I've done my quota for the season. Uh, but we'll more frequently. On a Give us a shout. Great stuff. Um, we're going to do a live podcast. Don't commit us to anything. We're not committing, okay. but right, the good. point is, we're basically. Same as we committed to a second Euro podcast. 
that then we didn't do. It's <laughs> an excellent. Tune movie. in next week for part two. <laughs> now we'll definitely be here next week. I won't be because I'll be in Spain, but Bowd's taking command, so you've got all that. All his. It's going to be the joggies. It's going to be the joggies. Pictures of the joggies. I but would Snapchat that. Yeah, let's, that's the Snapchat. Uh, Keith, thanks as always. Great stuff. Uh, I've been Chris Gallagher, and we'll speak to you down the road. I was